Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting. I am Tom Barton. We're heading into week five of the NFL season. Guys, go check me out. Go check us out at sportsgarden.com. SGN is the tag. Hashtag SGN over on Facebook, over on Twitter. You want to get in touch with us, it's Sports Garden, G-A-R-T-E-N. Make sure you listen to our weekly show all across the country, more than 100 stations across the country, every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern time, right up until kickoff. It is Wannabet Weekend Edition. All right, guys, we're going to run through all the games here. Got a lot of interesting stuff to go over. Um, we got a lot of interesting things seemingly every single week. But, uh, look, we're crushing it. I mean, the information that I have been giving you guys, I've absolutely been crushing it week after week after week. So we got to get right into it. I will say this. Um, there are really some, some certain spots that you have to just jump on top of. And you have to understand the market and what the market does. Look, Sportsbooks reported a, a loss last Sunday, okay? It's the first Sunday of the season that they reported a loss. Usually, they bounce back in a big way. It's very, very rare that they have two losing uh, weeks in a row. We are generally on the sportsbook sides here, okay? But we did have a nice week when I gave you all the information. So, let's get right into it. We'll talk, take a look at the Thursday night game. Look, Denver's three, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Jonathan Taylor may or may not play in this game. He's leaning towards probably trying to suit up, but even if he is, how effective is he going to be? Javante Williams, devastating news. ACL Terry's out for the season. That means Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone will kind of take control there. The bigger news here, because look, they both lost a running back. The bigger news here, though, might be Darius Shaquille Leonard, who is out with a concussion. He's the defensive leader. We watched how bad this Colts defense could be without him. That's a problem. Both of these teams have been bad in the NFL, 1-3 against the spread, betting on them. Indy on the road is 11-5 against the spread, so that can help. Uh, look, this is a spot where do you believe that Russell Wilson is eventually going to find it? Well, maybe without Javante Williams, and maybe you know they don't have the trust of Melvin Gordon. They kind of let Russ cook a little bit more and kind of open up the playbook. Potentially, that's what you're looking for here with the home favorite. I just don't like this game in any way, shape, or form. Packers, Giants over in London. London favorites are undefeated. They're 10-0-1 straight up. That doesn't always mean they can cover the spread. This line opened up at 7. It's up to 8, 8.5. A, a lot of questions surrounding the New York quarterbacks are who's going to play, right? Tyrod Taylor is injured. Daniel Jones is injured. By the way, Daniel Jones' leg injury, that's his number one attribute is running the ball. Sterling Shepard is out of this game. This is a bad spot for the Giants. Now, they are 3-1 against the spread. Packers are 2-2. Two two. The Packers had all kinds of trouble with a completely overmatched New England team. They should have destroyed them. Uh, but the Packers, when they don't cover, they usually bounce back well, 20-8 against the spread after and against the spread loss. The Giants, you, you can do a lot of things on the New York Giants. And we talk about their secondary. Their secondary was ranked number 11 coming in last week. They looked even better against Justin Fields, but who doesn't? 
but they've allowed 5.7 yards per play. That's ranked 19th in the NFL, and you can run on them. They have a 26th-ranked running defense. I think Leonard Williams is the guy here. You've got to really pay attention to Leonard Williams because he's got to get some pressure. The Giants have only sacked opposing quarterbacks 2.3 times per game. That ranks 15th, dead in the middle of the pack, and that is uh, the five-sack showing against Justin Fields included into that. This is the biggest spread of the week, and this is the biggest spread so far that we've had this year. Bills, 14-point favorites at home against the Steelers. Kenny Pickett will start. Uh, Kenny Pickett came in, and you can look at his stat line and said he threw a couple of interceptions. A lot of that was just as a result of Kenny Pickett trying to force things, a couple of balls off the receiver's hands. Kenny Pickett did give a little enthusiasm and, and a little energy to this team, at least offensively. Pickett's going to be the 19th quarterback to make his first career start against the Bills. Chad Henning was the last one in 2009. The ninth Quarterback of all time to make his first start in Buffalo. The last one was Dwayne Haskins in 2019. In their last five home games, the Bills are 4-0-1 straight up against the spread. Here's the thing with the Bills. like You look at Devin Singletary. He's running the ball really well. Now, I know that um, they have some injuries. Gabe Davis is clearly not 100%. Jameson Crowder went down. Isaiah McKenzie has a concussion. Uh, but, you know, against this team, you could kind of deal with all that and be okay. One of the things we have to understand with big spreads is what teams beat them, what teams don't. I talked about this during the Brady era because Brady consistently beat double-digit spreads. He was about the only quarterback that consistently did it. But the Bills, they beat double-digit spreads. The Bills beat up on teams all the time. Before their comeback last week, they had won 24 consecutive games by double digits or lost outright, right? 28 straight in the regular season. So it's normal to say the Bills are going to win by 10 or more points or they're going to lose outright. Now, I don't think they're going to win by losing outright. 14 seems like a big number, but maybe not with a rookie quarterback. Chargers and Browns, 2-2 two and two against 2-2. Two and two. Chargers are the three-point road favorite. Look, Cleveland's coming off a loss against the Falcons where they just could not stop the run. That happens when you don't have Jadamia Clowney. That happens when you don't have Miles Garrett. I mentioned that last week. The Falcons ran for 202 yards. Yeah, that's pretty huge. A lot has to be known. Will Miles Garrett be back? Will Clowney, who's specifically really good for uh, the, against the run? That is a thing. But listen, the Chargers don't run anyway. The flip, they're flipping it out. They're getting it to Austin Eckler in space. That's kind of what they do. The Chargers, by the way, they're 2-5 and five against the spread the last seven games after a win. And their defense has also been vulnerable against the run. And here comes Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, by the way, is looking like Jamal Charles. Or he's got, he needs a couple of more carries. He needs 750 minimal carries for the highest career yards per carry of all time. I think this is a lot of Nick Chubb. I think that the Chargers are going to try to win it with dinking and dunking. They're going to try to take advantage of the Austin Eckler thing. I hope that they don't force the Sony Michelle, but I'm a little nervous that they might. I have to find out the status of Clowney and Garrett to do anything here. Texans, Jaguars, Texans still looking for that first win. Jacksonville, look, it was a tough test. I mean, it was a tough test, and they they failed the test. Trevor Lawrence specifically failed the test. He lost four fumbles. He's the only quarterback since 1991 to lose four fumbles. It's the most since Derek Carr uh, in, 22, or in 2020 with three fumbles. The Jags committed five turnovers as a team. Look, you look at this game and you go, Houston's 2-1-1 against the spread after the first month of the season. Houston has been playing a little bit better. Pierce ran off for nearly 150 yards, 75 on one play. They have some interesting things, but I think at home, this is one of those get-right games to Doug Peterson. I think Doug Peterson is the adult in the room that this team is sorely needed, and I think he gets them right in this spot. Bears, Vikings, look, the Bears are playing rough and dirty and nasty and horrible football, but they're hanging in there. Vikings are a seven-point favorite. Vikings are just one and three against the spread. 
Uh, the Bears are 1-2-1 and one against the spread. The last five meetings between them, though, the Bears are just 1-4 and four against the spread against this team. Justin Fields was sacked, sacked six times last week. Justin Fields is coming off 174-yard performance. That was his best performance. 52 on the ground, by the way. That was his best performance of the season, and it still wasn't anything great. The Bears also gave up 262 yards of rushing. So everything says the Vikings here, right? But here's the thing. We watched the Vikings look really bad against Philly, and then they had to travel to London. We watched them in London, and now they're coming back from London, losing at least a day, most likely two days of practice, coming back from London and having to play this game in a division rivalry game in Minnesota, giving a touchdown. Guys, I'm just looking at the travel schedule, and I'm saying, yeah, I don't get it. I, I, I don't get the line. I think that the Bears can play competitive. They've played competitive the entire season. Lions, Patriots, Patriots were supposed to be about a six and a half point favorite. Well, everybody's still believing in the Lions even after last week. Patriots are now a three point favorite. Mac Jones also contributing to this line moving down. Mac Jones missed last week. They don't know what's going on, if he's going to be back or not. It looks like he's not. Brian Hoyer was going to be the guy. Okay, he left early because of a head injury. Doesn't look like he's going to be there. So he might go with Billy Zappi again here in this spot. Well, he looked pretty good. I mean, look, he completed 10 of 15 passes for 99 yards and a touchdown. He looked pretty good. And guess what? Anybody can look good against this Detroit defense. They're allowing a league-high 35.3 points per game. The Lions are 3-1 and one against the spread. But will they have DeAndre Swift? Will they have Amon St. Brown? Will they have DJ Chark? We don't know right now. So you look at the Lions. They lead the NFL in yards per play. Their offense is fantastic. Jared Goff, look, he's just dealing it from a clean pocket. Penny Sewell and the company up front, 14.4% of his dropbacks. That's the sixth lowest in the league. And they're running really well as well. Speaking about running really well, Damian Harris has scored a touchdown in 17 of his 20 games. Stevenson looks really good. And Harris and Stevenson combined for 32 rushing attempts and destroyed this Green Bay defense that was supposed to be a good rushing defense. I think that both teams can score here, but I have to wait and know about the injuries. There's just a slew of injuries in this game. You can't take any of that before we know. Seahawks at Saints. Saints are one and three, and Seahawks are two and two somehow. I had them predicted as the worst team in the NFL. Somehow they're two and two, yet the hometown Saints are five and a half point favorites. Look, Andy Dalton did fine in place of Jameis Winston. We don't know if he's going to be back. We don't know if Michael Thomas will be back. Chris Olave looked like the number one there. We don't know if Alvin Kamara is going to be back, although turn back the clock, they had a decent running game anyway, and they almost won against Minnesota. You look at New Orleans. They're one and three against the spread. They're not having a great year, but now all of a sudden their defense gets to come home. They get to come home against what is supposed to be a weak Seattle attack. Look, you could throw Rashad Penny's 157 yards or whatever he had out the window because he didn't do anything before that. 66, 68 yards. He was under 70 yards in two games before that. Seattle did put up 48 points against the Lions. Geno Smith looked great with three touchdowns, but is this more of a mirage? Now, Geno Smith is on pace for 4,400 yards, 26 touchdowns, nine interception. He leads the league in completion percentage, 77%, fifth in yards per attempt, sixth in QBR. But do we really believe in Geno Smith? This is the pure test here. Metcalf is going to be absolutely blanketed by Lattimore. This is a good Saints defense. Got to see some injuries here, but this can get interesting. Dolphins, Jets, well, the Miami Dolphins are a three-point road favorite here, and they're not going to have Teddy. They're not going to have Tua, but they're going to have Teddy Covers. Teddy Bridgewater is going to get the start. He has been the greatest quarterback of all time covering the number. He's at 67% of his career starts. He's covered. Teddy Covers is 42-21 and 21 against the spread lifetime as a starter, okay? That is, he's covering two of every three games. And on the road, 
He's 24 and six against the spread. That's insane. That's 80%, guys. As a matter of fact, Teddy Bridgewater is 33 and 30 outright in 63 starts. Teddy Bridgewater is the man. Zach Wilson on the other side. Look, Zach Wilson uh, led them to a win and welcome back Zach Wilson. In the fourth quarter, he was 10 of 12, 128 and a touchdown. The Jets had their best offensive quarter since 2009. And you look at this and really, I mean, the matchup is the Jets are still a bad defensive team, right? They still have a bad secondary going up against Hill and Waddle. The Dolphins' defense, maybe they haven't looked great so far. They faced Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow. Now comes in Zach Wilson, okay? Miami wasn't as bad as it looked on Thursday night. This was a bad situational spot, and I spoke about it. Uh, they, they played in 95-degree weather. They were on the field for 90 plays against the Bills. Short week travel on the road without their quarterback. I mean, you know, things fall apart. Miami, though, by the way, has owned this matchup. They're 7-1-1 against the spread the last nine meetings. 4-0 against the spread in the last four trips to MetLife Stadium. I, I'm Look, I, I can't hide it, guys. I like the Miami Dolphins in this one. Tampa Bay was an 11-point favorite. People are selling on them. They're only an 8-point favorite. Falcons and Bucks are tied at 2-2. Two and two. Well, the Bucks allowed 41 points on Sunday night, and they looked bad. That was the most points that the Bucs have allowed. I mean, really, let's be honest. Most points the Bucs have allowed in a long time. This is a defense that we're used to just dominating teams, and they just didn't. This is also the first Bucs team that didn't need a rushing game. First time since 1991, a team rushed for 30 yards or less and still scored 30 points. Tom Brady was the guy, right? You look at Tom Brady, coming off of a loss, he's 42-17 and 17 against the spread. Coming off of the money line off of a loss, he's 48-12. and 12. I mean, he just does really well. Now, the Falcons are 4-0 against the spread. I get it. But they lost Cordell Patterson. I'm sorry. Eventually, that's got to catch up with you. He just doesn't. He's, Algiers is not the guy that, that I'm going in with. And I know people going, well, Caleb Huntley. No, I, I'm just not going against it. By the way, the Falcons, they have been owned by the Bucks. The Bucks are 5-2 and two against the spread the last seven times they've met up. Titans, Washington. The question is, who is this Titans team? Tennessee will be a two-point favorite on the road in this one. The number crossed zero because Washington, before last week, was a one-point favorite. Well, Washington against the Cowboys did what we predictably thought. Carson Wentz leads the league in taking sacks, and look, he threw two picks, finished with a 56.7 passer rating, and he looks bad. Washington's 1-3 against the spread. Washington is 3-8-1 against the spread the last 12 games after a loss. The Commanders have only scored on less than 25% of their offensive drives, ranking 31st in the NFL. But here's the thing. Is Derrick Henry back? He had 147 yards last week. Is he fully back? We don't know. He's looked good the last two weeks. This is a pretty good test. The Titans don't have any passing game at all. People are calling for Malik Willis. The Traylon Burks injury really hurts them as well. Fishy line. I mean, everyone's going to be all over the Titans. This is a weird one. Niners, Panthers. Niners look really good on Monday Night Football doing what they always seem to do which is go into go into uh, Sean McVay's day and kind of ruin it, right? The Niners uh, minus five and a half in this one. The Panthers are awful under Matt Rule. He's got to start feeling the pressure, and so is Baker Mayfield, where Sam Donald kind of set to come back in about a week or so. You start to get a little nervous if you're Matt Rule, and I wonder when that trigger is going to be pulled. The Panthers are three and 15 against the spread the last 18 overall. The Panthers at home, 7-20 and one against the spread the last 28 home games. The Niners are seven and one against the spread uh, in the last eight against the NFC. The Niners have had problems traveling, though. They lost to Chicago on the road. They lost to Denver on the road. This could be a problem here. But I just look at this and I go, okay, the defense has just got to win out. You have to look at that. But, hey, look, coming into the last week's game, the Carolina Panthers lost two games by a combined five points. They lost that game by, by uh, 10. So three games by 15 points. 
Maybe the spread's a little large. I'm not sure. Arizona is going to get five points against the Eagles. The Eagles are the only undefeated team in the NFL at 4-0. Cardinals are at home. Phillies 3-1 against the spread, by the way. Cardinals 0-7 against the spread the last seven home games. The Eagles, they've scored 24 or more points in four straight games. That's the first time since 2017. They had five takeaways last week. That's the most time since Christmas Day, 2017. Starting to feel like the Eagles are that Super Bowl team. Starting to feel like the Eagles can represent a weak NFC for sure. The Cardinals can't get out of their own way, but they did go down and get a win. And look, James Conner, Eno Benjamin, you're going to have to get a different split there. Things are starting to work. Hollywood Brown is really starting to work with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's got to get out in space and start running the ball more. I'd have more confidence in them. Cowboys, Rams, Rams trying to come off and shake off that bad Monday night loss. They're going to have to give four and a half points to the Cowboys. Is this the Dak Prescott game? We don't know. Dak says he might come back. We don't know. I don't know if Dallas wants him back. Cooper Rush is 3-0 in starts this year. Dallas, by the way, they are 5-0 against the spread on the road. Dallas is winning this very simply. Just get after the quarterback. They are getting after the quarterback really well. They're playing really good defense. Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott are the formula. Even though Washington shut it down, they still stuck with it last week. And the Rams shut down this defense. Look, the Rams look lost outside of Cooper Cup. Stafford looks, uh, looks. I don't want to say injured. He looks off. Cam Akers can't run the ball. Henderson can't run the ball. They're dealing with Ben Skowarnik. You're dealing with Tyler Higby. I mean, they need to find something in the passing game. Sunday night game, Bengals, Ravens, 2-2, two 2-2. And two, two and two. Ravens are just, uh, look, they blew a huge lead, and that's the second week in a row. Where is their psyche? Where is the psyche of Lamar Jackson that's doing everything as an MVP candidate here? Where is their heads? Cincinnati is 6-1 against the spread of the last seven road games. They also get extra time to prepare for this one. And their last five trips uh, to, to the Ravens, they're 4-1 against the spread. The Ravens, they, they haven't won a home game in six games, so forget about the home field advantage. Last year, the Bengals put up 41 on this defense. And the Ravens' pass defense, look, they're just not that team right now. The, they have to blitz because they can't get after the quarterback. The cornerbacks are not playing up to expectations. But the Ravens are generally, when you put them on paper, playing well for most of the quarters, right? I mean, they played well against the Bills. They beat up on the Bills for three quarters. They beat up on Miami for three quarters. They've just got to close out games. I think there's there's a lot of points in this game. Raiders, Chiefs, Monday Night Football Chiefs are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Josh Jacobs looked good. Look, the Raiders came in with a deficiency. They were the least rushing team. They, they ran for the least amount of yards. They ran for the least amount of attempts in the league coming into last week. Well, Josh Jacobs said, forget that. He rushed for 144 yards and two touchdowns against the Cardinals. I, I, this, this Josh Jacobs was a different kind of Josh Jacobs last week. The Chiefs, by the way, right, the offensive line has been fantastic. 117 yards before contact on the ground last week. That's the most rushing yards allowed from the Bucks. I said forever. Well, it was since uh, 2018 that they've looked that bad. And the Chiefs have owned this series. They're 5-2 and two against the spread of the last seven, 5-1 and one against the spread of the last six in Arrowhead. Patrick Mahomes looks on fire right now. So that should be a pretty good one. Guys, don't forget, go check out sportsgarten.com. Sports Garden H, hashtag SGN, Sports Garden, G-A-R-T-E-N, over at Facebook, over at Twitter. Guys, enjoy week five. Don't let the books win again. You know, we're going to make sure we get two in a row, two in a row for the public fix, although we are giving you all the advice, so no matter what, doesn't matter if they win, they lose. You will always win with Sports Garden Network. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. We'll be back, and you can bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.